0: In the last few days as Russia invades Ukraine, you may have seen various videos on the war. You may be concerned for families, perhaps missionaries that you know, and of course, even Ukrainian Christians. And you may be concerned with how this situation might affect the US, way over here. Worry can distress our comfort. We just want to have a happy and conflict-free life. But then you realize that Putin and people like Putin don't believe in God. When they want something, it is not about looking up for God's grace. It is about looking outward to see what they can take that they want that'll make them feel comfortable. And that's the lesson today. What is comfortable? Clothes, culture, and correct. So the first point is clothes. When someone says clothes make the man, I tend to cringe personally. Because some, of, uh, some believe that is for men, it's a three to $500 suit. At a very young age, I learned to dislike the style of the suit, the tie, the dress shoes, the hair combed in a particular way. For the very fact that it was not comfortable, dress shoes pinched my toes, and boots, they just hurt my feet. And mothers made me and other kids a focus of attention, which if you're a little kid, you just don't always wanna be a focus of attention, when they said things like, isn't he so handsome? So I felt like a girl's dress-up doll. I didn't like that, it was very disturbing. I do like to look good, but if you like that suit to dress up, I won't look down on you, I promise. Some of you men may understand what I will talk about next, that certain chair, dad's chair. It doesn't match the other furniture. It is stained and ugly. Now, I wouldn't mind changing my chair out, but it's gonna be on my terms of what I like and what it's gonna make me look feel comfortable. Even your pet, like this cat on the slide, finds that relaxation in that special comfortable place. Now, have you ever told somebody they need to relax? If you like daggers coming out from their eyes, if you say that at the wrong moment, then you'll understand what I mean. Don't tell me to relax, I am stressed. I am worried. I am so not satisfied with life around me right now. And if I'm not comfortable, then you're not going to be comfortable, buddy. Then I'm brought to the prophet Amos. If you've ever studied historical government oppression to a populace, you would be impressed by the documented women who have gone through governmental oppression, especially in the realm of their faith in God. Their hope in the Lord was documented as unshakable. Doing right to them was more important than their personal comfort. But when a society is corrupted, when life is all about comfort and self, and women have lost their love for caring, you will understand how far a society has really fallen. Like northern Israel, when Amos spoke for God. Amos chapter 4, verse 1. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan, who are on the mountain of Samaria, who oppress the poor, who crush the needy, who say to your husbands, Bring that we may drink. Their society was filled with people who sought comfort in their religion, in their way of life, and in their desires. But they refused, they refused to repent. Amos 4.2, the Lord God has sworn by his holiness that behold, the days are coming upon you when they shall take you away with hooks, even the last of you with fish hooks. That is a reference to how the Assyrians took people captive by placing large hooks into their mouth or jaw connected to rope to the next person and the next person and the next person. So when we focus on comfort, or that is when our focus on comfort supersedes God's ways, the uncomfortable will come. What is comfortable? Second point is culture. Traditions are very comfortable for people. At Thanksgiving, I love the turkey and I love the pumpkin pie. Thank you, Lilith. When our kids turn 16, Crystal and I take them out to Texas Day Brazil to feast on the great bounties that God has provided through meat There's nothing wrong with tradition. But do people like all traditions? Like when people say their vows during their wedding. Will you love your wife and cherish her and honor her? And then you turn to the wife. Will you love and obey your... Whoa, hold on there, preacher. Obey? What? That's not a tradition that I like very much. So that tradition might be sacrificed for a new tradition. Maybe the Muslim burqa is a tradition that women in Western culture should get behind. Is that a tradition you're interested in? I imagine not. Traditions do matter. And there are some tr- traditions that matter more than other traditions. Jesus had his moments in challenging tradition. Matthew chapter 15, verses 2 through 9. Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you break commandments of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded under your father and mother. And whoever reviles father and mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells father or his mother, what you should have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah speak of you and prophesy of you when he said, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching the doctrines, the commandments of men. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Paul had an interesting uh, speech about this as well. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. You see, there is good tradition. It is that which comes from God, which comes from Christ, which comes by the Holy Spirit and through Christ's apostles. Listen again to Paul in Second Thessalonians 3, verse 6. Now, we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness, and not according to the tradition that you have received from us. Now, tradition there is not referring to a man-made tradition, but that's which comes from God. Idleness is the idea of not being lazy in the sense of, I'm not working, It has to do with being lazy in the things of God. You're idle with the truth. The apostles taught the commandments of God. And they expect those commandments to be followed. By not doing so, you are becoming idle. In Acts 15 and Galatians 2, there was conflict when it came to tradition. Some wanted all Christians to follow the Mosaic law and Christ's teachings. The challenge is Christ's teachings did not command adherence to the law of Moses. It does not require physical circumcision for males, and it does not require a dietary law that we must follow as Christians. So Paul, Barnabas, James, and the original apostles give pushback. But what commandments did God teach through the apostles of Christ? Worshiping on Sunday is a commandment. Singing, including singing, prayer, scripturating, message, and giving. Proper leadership structure is a commandment. Living Life in the fruit of the Spirit is a commandment. And, of course, teaching on salvation is a commandment. These are part of our culture as followers of Christ. Our tradition, but our tradition is not man-made. It comes from God. In other words, it's a commandment. If I broke away from these... Would I be becoming idle in respect to God? In other words, would I now have become lazy in the spiritual things that God has for us? Now, tradition of men was not new. Jesus had a lot to say. Mark chapter 7, verses 8 through 9. You leave the commandment of God and hold on to the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have the fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. I think he's trying to say there is a hierarchy. And the hierarchy doesn't start at our tradition. But at God's commandment, God's tradition for us, God's culture for us. And by the way, I'm not for the burqa. I think you guys, gals, look just fine. The third point is correct. And this, I hope, is where we find the meat of the lesson. The challenge is Christ's teachings did not command adherence to the law of Moses. Now, Did the apostles push back in Acts 15 because they wanted it their own way? No. Did they push back because that is not the path that they wanted for the church? No. Because of ego or use of some man-made, dreamed-up authority? Not at all. They weren't following their own plan. As many say in our Christian world today, they pushed back because it was the right thing to do. It was a God thing. It was a God thing. And here's the proposal in Acts chapter 15, verse 5. But some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, It is necessary to circumcise them and to order them to keep the law of Moses. You see, earlier, before they got to this meeting, verse 1 says it even more clearly. But some of the men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. So what are they making this tradition of men now becoming a tradition of man in relation to God's teaching? They're making it supreme over God's commandment. And that's just not the way it can happen. So legitimate discussion was hatched out. I think it's healthy to get into a legitimate discussion. But legitimacy was not based on men. It was not based because the apostles were there only but on Christ's movement through the word the word of god into the hearts of people gentile and jew alike backed up by miracles and a proper understanding of the word so james speaks up and boy did he have something to say and it actually goes back to why i used the prophet amos earlier because he spoke up and quoted Amos, about a united Israel, Acts 15, 16 through 17, Amos 9, 11 through 15, the new people of Israel that Amos was referring to in the future that would be united, it's not the united nationalistic concept of Israel that many think today, it's the united of Gentiles and Jews under one Christ. That's the new Israel. So following man-made traditions as they were commandments from God are not necessary. The Gentiles through the faith in Christ make up the new Israel. We call it Christ's church. And who approved it all along the way, God, God. This all happened prior to Paul going on his second missionary journey. I think what we should all be concerned with might not necessarily be what makes us comfortable, but what makes Christ comfortable. Is Christ comfortable if we follow our own tradition over his commandments? No. Is Christ comfortable when we don't listen to his apostles and prophets in Scripture? No. Talking of the apostles, Jesus speaks of unity. But his unity has conditions. This picture on the slide might just say to you, my prayer is that all may be one, John 17, 20, and 21. It left out, although I understand why it did, as far as there's not enough space. It just says, let's all be one and hold hands. Different backgrounds, different this and the other. But his unity has conditions. The conditions center around following his teachings through his apostles. John 17, 18 through 21 in Jesus' prayer. Remember what Paul said, referring back to Galatians? But even if we or an angel from heaven should declare a gospel other than what that has been preached, let him be accursed. How many gospels are there? Just one. How many of the Lord's church are there? Just one. The conclusion is, brings us to the idea of what is comfortable. Clothes? What should be comfortable what should be comfortable with us who follow the traditions and commandments of God are God's ways. We should be fully ingrained in it in such a way that it's our lifestyle. It's who we are. It's comfortable. Not necessarily easy but comfortable because we're Comforted by the one who gives us these teachings. Culture. For Christians, this is found in Christ and his teachings from the apostles. Correct. It must come from Christ. And we should stand with Christ alone. The lesson is yours. Our society is not much different than the society in the first century, is it? People have a lot of ideas. People want things differently in their way. And as we talked about in class this morning, even with Ahab, if you repent, wow, can God relent? Absolutely. So, should we ever give up? Never. We should always be promoting Christ, though we ourselves are not perfect. But He is. And that is the point, isn't it? For salvation comes only through Christ. If there's anybody here today who has any needs, prayer requests, or otherwise, please come forward now as together we stand and sing.